I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, 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 No, you don't know the reference that I'm talking about. What is it? Go on. Yada, 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 yada. Boom, boom, kaka. I'm talking about Beyonce. Have you seen her in Belgium? I don't want to talk about Beyonce on this podcast. <sighs> Ever since you started listening to Jaguar, love. Oh, I haven't listened to Jaguar in ages. I think she's uh, she's been detained. She's still detained, yeah. They've stopped her from speaking. She's yeah. really bad. Anyway, let's get back to talking about us. So, so... Welcome to a brand new episode of the Oversharers Podcast, brought to you by Kelly and Ding 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 ding. Right. Anyway, guys, I'm just really happy that you guys sold out our show, and those of you that got the tickets, see you in July. Well done for being prompt. You took direction and you ran with it. You were organised. I'm going to see my girls. Yeah, and you sold us out. Literally. Peace to the Middle East. Um, But for those of you that have said that you missed out, guys, we're going to try and speak to our venue and see if we can create more capacity. And then hopefully we will let you know on the Instagram stories next week. So make sure you've got your thumbs ready on the buttons. And it's a go. Right, how's your week been? A week without Queen Charlotte, honestly, I don't know what to do with myself. I've been trying to basically support my need for watching romantic dramas by watching random films I used to love back in the day. Yeah, same. I've just been watching reruns of comedies to fill the void within now that Queen Charlotte is finished. And nothing's really hitting the way that it does. I'm so sorry. Anyway. Crazy Stupid Love hit. I think that was a winner. I still I'm haven't finished so glad two. I watched that. It made me feel so happy. Another one that I watched last night was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> yeah, and the, I remember when that first came out, I watched it in the cinema and it just didn't, it wasn't the same. Like it wasn't as funny as it was back then. I actually haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall ever in my life. When I watched it in the cinema, I remember Belly laughing. Really? I found it so funny. Is that with Russell Brand? Yeah. So that film came out and I would say early... Like, early 2010s. Mm. However, it just didn't hit the same way. I you mean, find I... find it funny. No, I was just sitting there like... This is mid. I was, a little we- I was a little weirdo if I found that enjoyable back then. And it's very provocative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Ryan Gosling is prime of Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love was clever. I liked it. Me too. I really, I feel like the two characters. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. It was very witty, Brilliant. very funny. I really liked it. Emma Stone. Mm. You had a good all-star cast. I know, and good charisma all round. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen anything else that is like really doing it for me at the moment. I've decided to revolt back to reading. Same. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to do, honestly. It's so dull this week. I'm reading a rom-com about millionaires. Oh, my God. Talking about millionaires. So there's this clip of Gabrielle Union today. She basically goes, bear in mind her husband earns over 100 million annually a year. Yeah. No, back. And her, <laughs> she earns. I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> no, but listen, it gets worse. And she earns 40 million a year. Right. Okay. So there's a big difference in their salaries. Right. And she's saying that she's also a breadwinner in her house because they go 50 50 on the bills. On a man that earns a hundred. Why is she million. going fifty fifty? Please let me know. And then I thought maybe she's trying to sound relatable. I just don't know. It's just giving like maybe she wants to be seen as having more of like an active role in the household. Bitch, why do you need an active role? Maybe she wants to appear a bit more masculine. Th- that's exactly what I was thinking. But in my head, I'm like, if your man is earning a hundred million. Are you dumb to be going 50-50? You don't even, you're not even in the same tax bracket if you think about it. Yeah, I think that's very strange that she would allow herself to go 50-50 with a man who's earning a hundred million. If that was me, I would have kept my mouth shut. I would never ever admit that in my <laughs> I life. I wouldn't even that tell be... him how much I earn. I would, I wouldn't, I would expect him to pay for everything. Yeah, like it's a hundred million. need to know about my money. Why would she? Why would anyway, she do so that? she goes. She's got anxiety about money um, and creating, which I can understand if she if she's come from a background of not having money and she's made money. So she said she has a lot of anxiety about making money and you know always working. And yeah, she but feels if like she has got a all those anxieties, back. why are you allowing yourself to pay bills exactly. when you know your husband is more than capable? And also, she's not teaching him that he's strong competent capable enough to she's handle things like oh, yeah she's had to take away his malice masculinity and she's putting it in herself she's injected it oh no, stop. i said that is not something to brag about stop love. your stop what you're doing and let the man leave and on top of that this man has previously allegedly cheated on her uh, and had a baby with someone else while she was going through fertility issues and you're still going 50 50 on I top of that, he brings, uh, he's already bought three children from another marriage. So she's yeah, I think one. she has maybe. I just don't sense. get it. Has she got an insecurity? She's got trauma, maybe. I don't know what it is. If I knew my husband and. If he earned a million pounds, million I would not more pay. More than me. I would not pay for a Furthermore, I would just keep my mouth shut about bills and rent. Until the conversation arises, in which case I'll say, sorry, I don't like my stuff. I don't have, I don't any, have money. any money. And also, like, she's, he's disrespected her before. Yeah, like, massively. So why, why are so you, to me, why are you like, making his life that much, like, a little bit more bearable? Like, I get you want to make your husband happy, but this isn't going to make him happy. This is just going to make him feel masculated. Now, I don't know what 50-50 in their household looks like. 50-50 could be 50% of what she earns. So technically, but can I she just might say, not be doing the whole 50 No, but, but still, it doesn't matter, because bills? the more... The higher your tax bracket is, the more money that you're going to be um, spending 
on if you've got like a bigger house of course the bills are going to be more so i I don't know if they probably own their home so they probably are pay i don't know if they pay for a mortgage or whatever but you know what i mean all of these expenses are going to be a lot higher because of how much they earn they're gonna have more freedom to spend money on i don't know know, a seven bedroom house (laughs) but even if his tax bracket is a hundred million, and he's the one that's saying, "Let's get this massive house that's on the ver- that's on the let's say average price of someone that's nearing towards that earns a hundred million." I would still not pay anything towards. Well, it this is what I'm saying. Because that's towards his tax bracket. This is what I'm saying. What you think fifty fifty is in their household isn't the same as fifty fifty yeah. in your house. Exactly, in your house, fifty fifty yeah. is like split. Yeah, but and it's manageable. Yeah, in their house, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. So she's. I don't know. She shot herself in the foot, babe. So in my head, I'm like, did you think you did something here? Were did you, you trying did you to do be something? Re- like, what, what? what is it? Did you think you ate? Like, nah, honey, you're you not didn't. eating, sis. You're not eating. Anyway, well, well I felt bad for her. I said, well, this is why we have a slam. <laughs> this is why we have a slam. A <laughs> hundred million pounds and you're still paying bills. Nah. She's going to come at it from like the feminist. Like maybe she's saying I'm feminist. It's giving, it's giving aggressive masculinity. It's giving aggressive feminism. I swear it's to God. It's giving third wave feminism. Anyway, I, uh, that just shocked me today. So that's my little piece of thingy for you guys. Yeah, no, I just, I can't believe that. I, I was like, babes, like. No, man, Dwayne think- Wade. If I was married to Dwayne Wade, I wouldn't lift a finger. I would be spending his money on luxury. I would be a lady of leisure. I would be going to the spa during the day. Dinners during the night time. Bills, rent, no way. I never want to see bills and rent again. I never want to see council tax again. Oh, I'm just deep in the fact that it's a hundred million a year income he brings in yearly and she's still talking about bills more. Are you okay? It's just so dumb. So how disrespectful is that? It's just dumb. It's just very dumb. I'm so sorry. No, she's emasculated him. She's taken away, she's taken away his freedom to lead that household. He no longer leads that household. He is a 50-50 man. Anyway, guys. Anyway, do you know, no offense to anyone that's going fifty-fifty, but nobody chooses it. I would never choose, especially 50/50. when you're earning on that tax bracket. I'm so sorry. I'm so God. sorry. Hundred million, a hundred million. Can we just think about a hundred million? Just one annual salary of just his one can million. Make my just, just, just give, give me, me one million, million and I'll be happy for life. <laughs> for life. For life. Oh, oh. one million anyway. probably wouldn't even like wouldn't in this last. cost of living. I remember I used to hear that like the Harry Potter kids were getting like five million per film or something. This was like in the early days. And I used to think, wow, like that's amazing. But they would have been like, if they, if they only did those films up until today, they would have been bankrupt. Mm. If they weren't doing any other things. There is a rumor that there's another Harry Potter movie coming out. I know. Um, I, I, I saw the post and I was very pleasantly oh, excited. Yeah. <gasps> you know what I'm going to go watch? Harry I'm gonna... po- Let's watch Harry Potter. And the, the play? No, I'm starting from the beginning. Oh, I've already recently watched it. Um, I think you should Molly, watch You know, Molly May does that a lot. She just yeah. watches Harry Potter. Yeah, I recently watched all of them. I really resonate with her because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm. Um, what I was going to say is I'm going to go and watch Ariel when it comes out next week. Very excited for Ariel. Anyway, carry what, on. with that girl? Holly? No. What's her name? The girl's from... Go on, say her name. Her... Uh, Halle Berry. Mm. Haley Berry. Not, Hi- she's not called Berry. Haley Bieber. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
the, the girls from... I know, you've said the name. Her name's Hayley. 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 She's called Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. Hallie. Or Hallie. Hallie. She's called Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. Do you know what they're in? They're in that show with that annoying girl. I know exactly what you're talking about. And she's so annoying on the show. In blackish. It's not... Grownish, grownish. Blood. I hate her in that show. I think she looks... I think her character's very unbearable. She's just too much. She reminds me of Joan from Girlfriends. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. I think her character is very annoying though. Yeah, but she seems like she's nice. In also, life. Joan from Girlfriends used to do some very like shady stuff. She was just a bit strange. I started watching Girlfriends as well. <laughs> <laughs> she just seemed, I don't know. She was oh just a mess. When I first, I watched Girlfriends like two years ago for the first time, and I, I was remember like, watching it during COVID. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is such a good show. My favorite was um, Tony Childs. Exactly. Tony was just there. Like, she was herself. Her real self. I like, love Tony. Anyway, guys, scenarios, scenarios, scenarios. Where are thou scenarios? So, the first one is, he used me and still doesn't want to pay me back my money oh my god what a coincidence that we were talking about money and then this situation's money mm, wow mm. salam sisters wa alaikum re- salam wa salam I recently found your podcast and have been listening to you ever since the fact that you do not judge other Muslims and rather support them and want to create inclusiveness makes me feel very comfortable when I ask you for advice on my personal love situation thank you Thank you. I'm a 25-year-old female who recently ended a haram relationship of two years with a man who's 26. Well Well done. done. We We didn't even practice that. In the beginning of our relationship, both of us were in a bad place. We had a relationship that mainly brought benefits in terms of intimacy. I had bad friends at the time and my faith was not important to me. Slowly, however, we started a relationship where the physical part still played a major role, but we also seemed to have an emotional connection. In the two years that followed, we have had our ups and downs. Often, I was suspicious of certain things like the little lies he sometimes told me, periods where he was shorter in his texts and didn't seem to have much time for me, and also the fact that he not once bought me something even though I did. We both still live with our parents and always had to meet secretly as dating as haram. Even though we were in a forbidden relationship, his presence in my life improved my faith. I loved him even more because of it. I soon came to ask him to turn this relationship into a halal relationship and was worried about the barakah of a relationship that started with sin. Every time I brought it up, he changed the topic. I was too afraid to end it because I had given myself completely to this man. His behavior remained the same and every discussion was about the same problems. Last summer, he told me he couldn't give me what I wanted. We haven't had any contact with each other for one month. I was devastated and had a lot of heartache. After one month, he came back and said he couldn't live without me and he wanted to try again and I was naive and gave him another chance. Everything went better. We heard each other every day. He was sweet and talked about marriage and children. 
After a month, he announced that he wanted to go on a trip all alone, very suddenly. I told him I was not okay with this, and we can a large trip, no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we can go on a trip together after getting married. But I gave in because I trusted him, and he immediately booked everything. Wait, a trip for them too? No, large trip then. Yeah, yeah. So the day he left. His flight was cancelled due to visa problems and all the money was lost. Sign from Allah. And he asked if he could borrow money from me. (gasps) Oh. You have to understand that at the moment he was the man I was going to be with forever. I had every confidence in our relationship and everything was going so well. And he often started talking about getting married himself. And we were doing everything halal and we were not physical anymore. Okay. I gave him all the money. <gasps> 1.5k. Ooh. And we had, she goes, we spoke every day for one month while he was on that vacation. When he came back home, I never heard from him again. His last message was that he was somewhat ill. After that, he ignored me. For three weeks, he couldn't call me or make time, even though we live five minutes away from each other. I would knock on his door. <laughs> I would get his mum to open the door. I'd be like, Sosar, bring your son outside. <laughs> I'd be taking little measurements. Oh, that fridge is worth this. That cooker's worth that. I'm taking that. Sosar, <laughs> bring him out. <laughs> I was devastated and had prayed istaqara. The next day, she messaged him. And he basically said the same thing to her, saying, I can't give you what you need. I was heartbroken. So why would he ask for a second chance? I demanded that he says this to my face and pays me back my money. Mm. We agreed to meet, on which he gave excuses on why he couldn't come. At first, he had no feelings left. Then it was that his parents, who did not want a Muslim woman of a different origin, then it was that he had no energy left. So he's given her loads of excuses. Afterwards, he's texted me again and said, if we can go for a walk. So we went for the walk and he confessed that he still loved me ah! and still had feelings, but that this is, but this is for the best and that he just wants lightness in his life and positivity as if I was the problem. Oh, gaslighting her. Mm. Then I didn't hear from him again for a week and he texted me the first day of Ramadan wishing me good luck with fasting. The first two weeks of Ramadan, he texted me every day after iftar and asked about my day and then it went silent again. Oh my God, this man. It's gotten to the point where I can't take it anymore and I just want to move on. But he still owes me my money. For the most part, for the two weeks I called and texted him so he could deposit something, I could see that he was serious about paying me back. The only thing that I received was happy Eid and may God fill your life with love. And honestly, this man is really aggravating me. Mm. Anyway, he said he was going to call me for the money, but one week later, he still hasn't done that. He's ignored all my messages and she goes, I've drove past this house a few times and I haven't, I can't see his car anymore. Um, she goes, this man is a doctor's assistant, so I know he has good money. I only ask him to refund me the small amount that he's used, but he still hasn't responded. She goes, on one hand, I really love him. 
All this came to me very suddenly three months ago. He was so sweet and loving and now he's ignoring me and won't pay me back. On the other hand, she goes, I don't know how to confront him or his father. He used me and he basically just left me like it was nothing. I just can't understand why he ignores me and why he won't say why he won't start to pay me my money back. What should I do about the money he owes me? I still feel so ashamed about giving all of myself to him. And I'm questioning the two years I spend with him. If everything was a lie, if he really loved me, or was it all a lie, what should I do? There's two two approaches to this. Either she can get her money back the ratchet way, or she could just leave, like, close, close this chapter in your life and move on. Now, something in me, yeah, is inclined more towards the ratchet side but i'm scared he's gonna start saying that i've used i've done this i've this done and this, this and this with her yeah that's true and use that to black so the thing with haram relationships is a lot of men tend to end up having leverage over women things that they could potentially use to try and harm you to guilt you to shame you etc Now, I just think it's 1.5K. It's not a lot of money in hindsight, although it is a lot of money depending on relative poverty, etc. and the cost of living crisis. But I think it is worth just turning away from. I don't think it's worth seeking. You've prayed Istikhara on the matter. He's still acting up. I don't like the fact that he keeps coming back into her life and, you know, dropping these little breadcrumbs as though he's, you know, somehow going to do something. He's not going to give you the money back, sis. He used you. This man does not love you. I don't think he's ever really, truly loved you. And I'm not saying this to hurt you. I think we just need to be honest about the situation. If he loved you, he wouldn't put you in a situation where in harm's way physically in terms of financially and the emotional and physical intimacy that he was having with you mm. um, if he really truly loved you that's the honest truth people make mistakes and they have sex and they do all these things but like the biggest thing that I would really advise any female and anyone listening if you are in a halam relationship where you are physically intimate with someone get out leave and never come back because honestly no baraka is going to come from that that is the honest truth even if you get married I don't think so I don't know I'm not a scholar. I don't control Allah's barakah, but I just I just genuinely feel like it's not safe and it's not worth it. And this man, like Khalton said, he literally, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll use you, take money from you, use you for whatever emotional connection that he needs and then, and then disappear, And then come back when he needs something again. <laughs> like it's the worst type it's of person. It's really toxic. This is a very toxic relationship. And the worst part is like, sis, you actually have the power here and the power is to walk away. Um, and I think if you can do that, then you're ultimately the winner in this scenario. You need to walk away from him from whatever is keeping like ties between you two, if it's the money or whatever, just put it to bed, close the chapter and get away from him. Because I just, I don't think any good is even going to come from you. Like, even though like you feel wronged and you feel hurt now, these feelings are eventually going to pass and they won't mean anything to you when you start investing in yourself and your own self-care and things like that. I just don't think this man is for you. He's an asshole, and I hate him. 
Honestly, like I'm trying to think ways you can get your money back. If you sent it to him via like online Allah bank, will give you the money back. He will give it to you in another Allah way. Allah will give you the money back. Just spend some money in charity. You will get it back tenfold. It's as simple as that, sis. Just get away from this little weirdo. And also, if he comes back to you one more time saying, I love you, I want this life with you, please tell Just him block, to F off. Block, sir. Block him. Block. He sh- it's the, you know what's pissing me off he's done that and still thinks it's okay to send messages like Eid Mubarak <sighs> or um, let's go for a walk excuse me you have disrespected me on a grand level like how does he know that she's not on the cusp of poverty right now Literally. that he just took that money and she was just doing it to be nice she thought she was going to get it back no this man doesn't care about your well being he finessed her he literally finessed you he finessed you, but you can be the smart one right now and finesse him back by never ever interacting with him again. And I know men like this, he'll come calling He'll come back. back. He'll find a way and back he's in gonna, to your life. He's going to go the ham. slimy little shit. <laughs> he is going to go ham. He's going to be... He's going to be messaging you the nicest things. Because he's heard. the one that relies on your the emotional connection. It's him that's relying. It's him that appears to keep coming back. He needs you. You don't mm. need him. Mm. Ugh. This is my worst nightmare. And there's so many women in these situations where where men are just literally dragging along. Taking advantage of just the niceness of women, of kindness. They're taking advantage of kindness, of their good nature. I do not like it. If a man wants to be with you, he will be with you. And that will mean he will come to your family and say, listen, I want to get married to this girl. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's my honest truth. There is no longing it out anymore. And you know, sometimes we talk about people being in long relationships, four, five years. Don't even do it, sis. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. It's not even worth the headache. I reckon you can gauge from six months whether or not, maybe even three, whether or not a man is serious about getting married to you. You can gauge it. You can see it. You can see it in his reactions, in the things that he does for you, in the acts of service, and the you know what I mean. And if a, and this is similar to the man from last week that was stingy with his money. If a man is not willing to spend on you, to treat you like you're amazing, to treat you like a queen, to put in the effort, let it go. I'm so sorry. There is no hope in that. They're really dirty, triggering dirty me. Dirty behaviour. Men like this need to go. Not in the bin, darling. The ground needs to open up and swallow, swallow them. them. Honestly. And this poor girl, she's probably sitting there what pining over him. She's pining He's over him. Shaitan. Keeps coming back and returning. Oh, you know when a toxic ex just sends you that you up message. Are you okay? How have you been? How's life been treating you? And that patronizing happy Eid. May Allah bring life and love into your life. Shut Give up. me my money back. Give- Literally, run me back my peas <laughs> and then we can go about our lives. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that he's got something over her is what That's what annoys me, most. me as well. Oh, please don't give yourself to these men. Never. Don't let Queen Charlotte gas you, okay? Well, no, this is not Simon. This is not Anthony. <laughs> this is not George. <laughs> don't ever put yourself in a situation where you have sexual relationships with a man. No, God. Well, I don't. As It'll soon just make as you awkward. open those legs, it's game over. Forget so the high. leverage. It's like the thing he has tilted. Everything is in his favour. Power keep up a saying it there. You've given him all the power. All the power. Don't do it, girls. Honestly. Keep there the is honour in, in virginity. <laughs> Keep the cookie in the box. Keep it in the box. Even Gala, the whole way, listen to this. 
Gala are practicing the three-month rule, the six-month exactly. rule, because they know how powerful the Think cookie is. like a man. A man. Remember when he said keep the he gave her the 90-date rule before having sex? Don't have sex until you get married. Don't do it, girls. Honestly. Don't give yourself to this man. This attachment that she's got now. It's a very unhealthy attachment. Because she doesn't have the same support and the protectiveness of being in a marriage where exactly. you are comforted there by this person that loves there. you. The man actually has a vested interest in seeing that you are basically happy. But now she's given herself to this person, emotional, spiritual, everything. It's like he's taken from you something very valuable that he can just dangle over you as he wishes. Perfectly explained. And for this poor girl, may Allah make it easy for you. Make dua. Make Repent to Allah that he forgives you for this situation. And he lets you move away from this man with ease. And if this man contacts you, just be like, you know what? Safe. I just want the sister to understand that this is coming from a place of love. I love my sisters. I love our audience. When they send scenarios, it touches me. And so me. When, it's an, when there's an injustice, it infuriates me. So I just need her to understand that whatever I say, I know it comes off very harsh. Passionate. Yeah. Um, but it is coming from a place of just anguish. And I care about you. And I want the best for you. Okay, scenario number two. Hello guys. I wanted to tell you my story. I love your TikTok video and love the stories people talk about. I want to tell you my story. I am from the UK, born and raised. My family heritage and background is from Bangladesh. I hate myself for doing this, but it happened and I enjoyed it. I am 35 years old, studied in a private school with good education. My family is not rich, but yeah, they sacrificed a lot for my education. At a young age, I was quite attractive, medium built and have always had attention from women. I have never had any relationship with anyone that lasted longer than a month. It was mainly just about sex. After sex with one person, I just moved on to the next person. The way we were condemning Zina. (laughs) And now look at this. Disgusting. Anyway, back to my story. At the age of 25, I got married. I got married happily to my beautiful wife, who was 23 at the time. It was arranged. She's never dated anyone, and yeah, she was a virgin. She gave me two beautiful children, a girl girl first and a boy second. This year, it will be our 10th wedding anniversary, and we are still very happy together with our little family. My wife is amazing, by the way. I love her to bits. Love that. Back to the story. I went to Bangladesh June 2022 for four weeks to check up on some properties we have back home. During the four weeks, I stayed two weeks in my house and two weeks in my in-laws house. Both houses were empty as both of our families live in the UK. Just caretakers looking after the house. During my stay in my in-laws house, a lot of people visited me, mainly my wife's cousins and relatives. At the time, my wife called one of her younger cousins to come and stay with me, mainly to cook for me. 
My mm. wife's cousin was 23, married and no children. She's been married for almost a year. She was absolutely mesmerizing. She was so hot that I started to masturbate about her when she wasn't around. One night I couldn't fall asleep and we kept talking and she was telling me about her struggles, about how her husband has erectile dysfunction and that she wants a baby but couldn't get her pregnant because he couldn't keep hold of his erection. Oh God, I know where this is going. His sperm was fine, he just couldn't hold it. I asked her why don't you just buy some blue pills as they work but she said they couldn't afford it as much as they wanted to do it and it was really expensive for them. I offered to give her some money to buy some blue pills for her husband. I gave them enough money that would last them six months of Viagra pills. Anyway, she hugged me and thanked me and she kept doing this until I got an erection. Oh God, I can't. Can we just end the story, please? I I told her that's enough. It's okay. But she knew I got got an erection and started joking around with me by saying, you got a hard on. Ah! I felt embarrassed, but she said, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. At least you can get an erection. Oh, that's mean. She kept coming close to me and sat me down and sat next to me. So basically, he's just talking about how he was getting bigger. Ew! She was noticing. um, And she asked if he wanted some help to calm down. I can't. You've got to take this out. I can't. So he looked at her. So he said, I looked at her and told her, my wife is your cousin, but she said, it's fine. It will be our secret. Shocked at what she said. Suddenly I realized we're making out and next minute I know she's taking my clothes off and I'm taking and I'm taking hers off. So then he starts going into extensive detail about the different positions, the things that they're doing with each other. And then he said that during intercourse, he'd forgotten to use a condom, blah, 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 blah. They continued doing this until he came back to the UK. After I came back a month later, she tells me she's pregnant and that she will keep it. (laughs) Well, what do you expect? She was so happy she got pregnant and said she will pretend it's hers and her husband's. She said, every time I go back home, we can continue the relationship if I want if I want, as she wants more babies with me. This is cap. I feel bad because this is the first time I've cheated since I got married. I regret all of it as I love my wife dearly. I made a mistake and I cannot take it back. Now, there is a possibility that this is cap, but there is also a possibility that this is true. So what's he going to do? Just carry on, act like his babies aren't in the world in Bangladesh? Yeah, this is really weird though, isn't it? I just think he got a thrill from sending us something very sexual. Do you? You just have a really like that? disgusted look that? on your face. Yeah, no. What I, the thing is, the story was going really and well. He doesn't seem like he's shameful for what he did. No, but I feel like the story was a good story overall. It's just that he didn't need to add that paragraph where he was talking so explicitly. Like we didn't need to know about what the positions, positions that did. he was in and the acts that that she had done for him and vice versa like we didn't need to know that that's what makes me feel like it's it's cap cap. yeah could be cap and also if guys this is sometimes why we have to differentiate between stories are people really telling what they're saying to us is it real but the thing is you can usually tell when a story is real i feel like most of the stories that we get are real but this is just like so harder has this idea that this man got a thrill writing basically he erotic wrote, he literature wrote, 
a thingy book. Yeah, he basically wrote a, a lot. He wrote basically wrote. This is smart erotic prose for us. So she thinks <laughs> she thinks that he 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 got a thrill out of it, and that this story isn't actually real, and that he just wanted to express his desires to two beautiful women such as ourselves. Aww. But that, so thank you, we appreciate that. However, don't flip and do that again because it's disgusting. It's vile. And. You know what? The scenario could probably be true. And I think you're an arsehole if it's true and you need to tell your wife what you did. Yeah, you can't. I'm sorry, you can't carry on just impregnating her cousin back home in Bangladesh having babies with her and then come back to the UK and act like everything's cushy. Because your wife is going to go to Bangladesh one day and she's going to meet with her cousin. She's going to have coffee and she's going to see all those kids and how they look like you. And probably look like their siblings in the UK. Exactly. And also... Like, this is what I mean. Men minimise Zinna like it's nothing. Yeah. If we compare this to the original scenario. Like, literally, they minimise it so often. Like, Like, how is it normal for you to cheat on your wife and come back to the UK? Exactly. Exactly. That's a big sin. That's adultery. And the thing is, that it doesn't sound like you're even remorseful. It sounds like you enjoyed every second of it. Every morsel. There's no guilt. It's just complete selfishness. You're a vile, vile human being and ill to you. So this is what this is why I just I just feel like, you know what, women, even when you're married, you just need to have your shit together. Honestly. Just have your shit together because these men are trifling. Since the beginning of this episode, there's one that's paying bills for a man that earns a hundred million. There's one that's getting money stolen from her. <laughs> And now we have one and that's then, being... And then we have this man now taking advantage of his wife. I'm sick of it. Taking his wife, his, his wife and sleeping with her cousin. Ew. Like, what? Something's got to give here. Like, men, please. If you're going to send scenarios, like, at least, like, send us something that shows us something different. Guys, I think I want to go back to positive scenarios again. I don't want to do this anymore. Ivory, it's triggered me. I want to go back to positive scenarios again. So if you have a positive scenario... Positive stories, send them to us. Please, because we just, we need to have a break. I can't. And I want to hear positive stories of, of, of relationships and marriage and positive stories of males being good role models. Right? Males actually doing right by their wives. Males stepping up, taking the burden off her shoulders, rubbing her feet, please, in all sorts. I want to hear Farmer George's stories of people like Farmer George. Anthony, Simon. Because we're done, honestly. Oh, so I can't. I'm I can't just, read another this from, man, from my own mental health, from my own sanity. And I apologise that I've made this about myself. But it's ultimately <laughs> us that have to read to read these to you guys. This man has. I feel sick. This is very icky. It just reminds me of you know that guy that was sexting whilst his wife was in bed. Oh, oh. it just gives me creepy vibes. Right. I just want to say to the ladies out there that despite. The fact that most of the stories that we read out are majority quite negative. There really are good men out there. <laughs> there honestly, I believe in my soul that there are good men out there who would, who would never dream of just doing these things. We're just, I, I, I think that we're just dealing with a very small proportion of just disgusting behaviour. And I feel like obviously people usually tend to like to pick out, the, you know, if they feel wrong, they, they're going to want to send in a scenario and talk about, who they were but also I think one thing that we need to really specify and I wish I had an older sister to speak to me when I've you know before I got married whatever 
And I think we could be those older sisters for you. Take from my advice. If a man is taking advantage of you physically, he's trying to like encourage you or coerce you into having sex or doing Pressure extra you. things. If a man Ooh. isn't being there with you 24-7, as in he's not being consistent in what he's saying and what he wants to do, if he wants to get married, then let that man go. It's if not he's needed. not being consistent, if red flags are showing... Just, like, don't ignore the red flags. I genuinely believe that red flags come from Allah. Red flags come from Allah. Allah shows you every day in signs, in everyday life, that things are either going well or they're not. He encourages us to pray. He encourages us to pray istikhara, to seek his counsel. Do those things before you engage in anything that you're feeling shaky about. That, that makes you feel anxious. That makes you feel negative emotions. Just pray. And yeah, that is the end of our episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Finally, guys, we just want to say, please do us a favor. And if you're listening on the Apple Podcast, web Apple podcast app please leave a little message and a review of our podcast and don't forget on spotify if you click on the five stars at the top to review our podcast for us that'll be really amazing and next week inshallah on instagram please stay tuned we're hopefully going to try and see if we can put out more tickets for our live show and we love you guys so much thank you guys bye Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.